Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. Happy New Year's, you guys. I guess we're in the last couple of days here of 2020, perhaps even the last day, actually, maybe even the first of the year, depending on when this goes up and when you guys are listening to it, but I don't know about you. I am so excited for 2021, and this has been an incredible year. There's been so much healing, so much growth, so much awareness, so much awakening of the collective consciousness, but it's also been, you know, truth be told, a really heavy year, and uh, I think that it has inspired a lot of clarity for so, so many of us, and for me, I'm just really ready for a fresh start. I'm really ready to dive into January, to feel excited about all the possibility that's coming our way in 2021. I implore you guys to set some intentions for the new year. Um, Just so you guys are aware, today is likely the last day to sign up for the new round of Mind Magic, which begins on January 1st. And Mind Magic is my 90-day membership that I run with Tara. And it is a five to 10 minute a day daily mindset practice that allows you to start really telling the story of your success, of focusing your energy on that which you desire instead of that which you don't. (laughs) Um, And this one shift is honestly the difference between having your business go your way, having your finances go your way, manifesting everything that you want and more versus not. It's really that simple. If someone is struggling in their business, I know that it's because their focus is on the struggle. Their focus is on what it is that they are not seeing manifest. Whereas those who are creating big success for themselves, they're focused on what they want. They're flowing energy in the direction of their dreams. And so we created Mind Magic now like almost a year and a half ago just to help people make that simple shift. It's so easy and simple, but it is incredibly powerful. It's $80 to join us for uh, the next three months and to tell the story of your success, to tell the story of feeling confident in your business, having a lot of clarity. So I will link the course page for Mind Magic so that you can sign up uh, before the 1st of January. We might leave it open on the 1st, but that would absolutely be the last date to sign up. Uh, but on the topic of focusing on what you want in order to manifest it, it is incredibly fitting to be introducing to you guys today's interviewee who knows a whole lot about everything that I've just said. Her name is Emily Moyer. She is an intuitive career strategist focused on helping professional women overcome limited beliefs, uncover their purpose, and craft strategic career plans so that they can build careers they absolutely love. Uh, Previously, Emily served as the head of sales and marketing for a travel startup, leading a team of 30 remote workers from all over the world. She's been featured in Forbes, NBC News, and The Muse, and has facilitated career workshops for Create and Cultivate, Soho House, and Almost 30. And what I really loved about when it came to talking with Emily was just the parallels between my business and her business and how she started and how I started. And when she started to see things turn around for her versus when I started to see things turn around for me, we really had just a lot of synchronicities between the two of us. She also holds very similar beliefs when it comes to um, just how she runs her business, how she continues to grow her income. And specifically, Emily speaks a lot about purpose, whether that is in your career or in your business. I think that so many of us have a hard time really picturing our success because we don't know what it is that we actually want to be creating. So uh, Emily gives some prompts and some tips throughout today's episode to help you guys get super clear on, you know, what that purpose is for you. Because if you don't know what that is, or you're struggling to really nail down your niche, then you're likely struggling to picture and imagine and thus manifest the success that you desire. So uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend my interview today with Emily Moyer. And without further ado, let's get started. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for modern entrepreneurs and business owners who know deep down that there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality I desired, I went from nine to five teacher to six figure online business owner in less than two years. And if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe you can become, create and achieve anything you desire. And it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. 
Hi, Emily. How are you doing today? Good. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to chat today and I've given our audience uh, a little bit of an intro to you and what you're all about, but maybe you can let us know in your own words who you are and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. Sure. Um, I am an intuitive career strategist. And what that basically means is that I help people build careers that they absolutely love. I sort of, I'm a big believer that work is not just work, as I'm sure you are too, Lauren, and Mm -hmm. that, you know, we get to be, you know, totally in love with and just lit up by the work that we do. So I sort of help people figure out what that is for them and how to do it. So is that um, often both people that have sort of traditional nine to five careers and businesses, or do you lean more in the direction of one or the other? Most of my clients are in a traditional nine to five, but many of them are sort of in that everybody's in some type of tradition, like transition. So some might have just gotten laid off or furloughed. Some might still be in their traditional nine to five, but feel like they're ready to make a big change, whether that's pivoting to another role, another um, you know, company, industry, or even potentially starting their own businesses. So it's, it's fun. I have a lot of clients who actually find the courage in, during my program to actually launch, to launch their, their business for the first time, which is always really fun. Oh, amazing. So how did you get into what you're doing now? What's your background? Yeah. So actually like you, I was a teacher. That's where yeah. I started. Yeah. Um, and uh, spent about five years in the education world. So taught, worked for uh, an education nonprofit, um, and, you know, really chose that career path to start out because I wanted purpose-driven work and mission-driven work, but realized that there was a disconnect. Like, yes, I was doing purpose-driven work, but I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know what, like, my, you know, specific calling was. So sort of hit that moment, which I think so many of us hit, where I sort of freaked out and yep. and really was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, you know, had checked all the boxes, had done all the things I was supposed to do, and then realized all of a sudden, oh my gosh, okay, I don't want any of this. Like, I don't, I don't want this life that I've created yep. for myself, right? Um, so, so to make a long story short, fast forward, you know, through lots of sort of just different trial and error, um, I sort of discovered a few different things. And one of the things I discovered was that I needed to figure out what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of like step one was like, okay, I don't know what it is, but that's probably something I should start to think about, which I'd never really done a ton of self-reflection like that before. Yeah. Um, I started to really think about just possibility, right? So, yes. so I, I always kind of come back to uh, this moment where I was on a family vacation in Costa Rica, and I was sitting in this like infinity pool, and I was reading the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Have you read <laughs> that? that? My, it was my first entrepreneurial book, actually. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mine too. So it, it gave me, which I'm sure for you too, like this aha moment yeah. of, oh my God, like I could be sitting on this infinity pool like doing work, and not yes. just doing work. I could be doing work that I love. Right. Right. So that aha moment sort of opened up this idea of like, oh, this like vision for my life of, oh, I can have both. Right. Yes. Um, So sort of this idea of purpose, this idea of vision. And then ultimately just really honestly ping ponging around until I ended up landing what was my dream job, which I never had a dream job. Like I was not one of those people who grew up with a dream job, did not ever know what I wanted to do. But through this process, I sort of stumbled into getting clear on my purpose, getting clear on what I wanted my, my life to look like, this vision. And so when my dream job sort of like smacked me in the face, I could recognize it because it was actually in alignment with those things. And so at the time, what that was, was a, a role with a company called Remote Ear, which was a company that took remote professionals on trips around the world for a year. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So literally, right? Like we go back to that moment of like me sitting on the infinity pole reading this. Yes. It was like exactly that, right? I was like, I'm going to be able to work remotely doing really cool work or work that really mattered to me, which really was in in alignment with my purpose. Um, And I'm going to be able to, you know, really make this vision for my life come true. So that was sort of like my first wave of really understanding um, for myself, what a dream job is and how to find one, how to actually like make it a reality. Okay. And then once, once I did that, I sort of just believed that whatever I wanted to create was possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I would, you know, travel the world and worked remotely for almost five years, 
led. Wow. It was amazing. Grew a sales team to about 30 people. I mean, was head of sales for like a multi-million dollar travel startup by the age of like 27 at this incredible experience. Um, but then, you know, as, as happens, it just sort of started to not give me that same sort of sense of excitement as I had yeah. before. Um, and I know it's part of your story too. It was, yeah, you have, you've definitely <laughs> had those moments too. Yeah. Right. Um, so eventually as the universe does, I got the little kick in the butt. I got laid off which was so surprising. And this was two years ago. So way uh, months before sort of all the more recent ones. Yeah. Um, But it was exactly what I needed. And so I knew I'd started, you know, towards the end of my time at remote year, I knew I wanted to build something of my own. I knew I wanted to be my own boss. And I knew I just, I had a new dream, you know? And so it was sort of my, my kick in the butt to go started. And so when I, when I did start my, um, business, I, I really didn't know exactly what it would look like, but I, I knew a couple things. I knew that this idea of purpose and, and mm-hmm. creating a dream job was something that really just meant a lot to me and totally changed my life. And so I sort of started to figure out how to build a business around that. And that was, that was two years ago. So that's, yeah, oh, how I ended amazing. up here. <laughs> um, well, and like, yeah, your story really, really resonates with me uh, on so many levels. The whole like rejection is redirection thing is it's really what I'm hearing. And and I don't know, like if it was a travel company, what would that have looked like this year? Like, did you get out at the right time given everything that happened in 2020? Sadly, they're, they're not really operating anymore. Uh, They did, they got bought actually um, by a company called Selena, but uh, so they'll hopefully be rebuilding over the next few years. But as of now, yeah. Yeah, they definitely get out of the right time. <laughs> right. Well, because sometimes it's just so good to look back at things that happened a couple of years ago when we were like, what the heck is going on here? And being like, wow, I really see how that all was working in my favor. Totally. And I think that, you know, the, the more aware you sort of get and the further along in your career, I was actually journaling on just that this morning. You, oh, you yeah. can look backwards and you can see the breadcrumbs so clearly, right? And so it's like just eventually being able to get to the place where, when you're in the middle of a breadcrumb, even if it doesn't look like it's going to have a purpose or, or be an important step for where you're going, just being able to trust that you just don't understand how it's fitting in with the rest of the puzzle pieces. Exactly. And that's kind of in this theme on the last few um, people I've had on the podcast and kind of a theme within my life and business right now, which, because that's just how the universe works is everything. Mm-hmm. is this, this theme of flow and trust above all else, like trust that things are unfolding the way that they're meant to, even when it really does not look that way. Totally, totally. And I, you know, it's funny that you said rejection is redirection. There's a, uh, I was listening to the, the one where you were talking about your the sphere of rejection yeah. that came up for you and uh that's like just so something I've had to really not only mm-hmm. just work through in my life but particularly I think for so many of us like in business like that's where yeah. it comes up especially early on you know I have so many of my clients who just so much of of the fear of even launching is just this fear yes. of rejection you know yeah mm-hmm. and and it comes really in in layers because I really felt like I launch constantly and I get lots of people in my courses and programs and yet it still comes up. There's still layers of it. Like, I think that that one runs really, really deep. So um, I'd love to get into that with you. But first I want to know what has the growth of your business looked like? You said you launched two years ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's that journey been like for you? Yeah. So the first year I kind of like to describe as it was sort of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and saying, <laughs> right? Yes. I, I had just gotten laid off. I really like, I had this idea of like, okay, I'm going to, I want to coach and I want to create courses and I want to do retreats and I want to do like all of like a million ideas. Right. Um, I was, I sort of, so I decided to do a yoga teacher training right when I got laid off. Um, which ended up being like one of the most magical experiences. I did it in Indonesia and it just sort mm-hmm. of unlocked this whole other, you know, way of being able to coach people, honestly, because I think a lot of what I knew up until that point in terms of coaching was really Western, right? It was really rooted in Western organizational strategy, like McKinsey, right. like Deloitte, you know, like very like masculine. And I think doing this yoga teacher training right then was like the training that I needed to really bring in this like softer Eastern, feminine, more healing, spiritual side to the work that I was doing. So it's just always, of course, perfect timing. Um, 
So then, so honestly, the first six months was really just investing in myself and investing in my business and trying to figure out how to get a client, right? Um, <laughs> like, how do you get like one, right? Uh, and, and then, uh, so sort of came back to Chicago and, and this was after five years of being abroad. So it was quite a big transition for me. Um, I came back to Chicago, decided to kind of hunker down, figure out how to get my business off the ground, was teaching yoga for like, right, like no money, and, yeah. you know, putting... $20,000 on 0% credit cards. And I was on unemployment, <laughs> you know, like I did all of these things. Yeah. Too. <laughs> the thing is, is I think like, I want to be transparent about it. Cause I'm sh- like, just, yeah. people just don't realize that, like, listen, it's what not how everybody doing? does it, but it's an option. You know, yes. if you really want to try to get your business off the ground, like it's okay. And like, yes. you know, yeah. I'm so grateful that I gave myself that time and space to really figure it out. And I would say it wasn't really towards the end of my so funny time it feels like forever but uh it wasn't until towards probably the eighth or ninth month of my first year of business that I really started to get some traction and started to book multiple clients instead of like one client and um I was working one-on-one so I think one of the biggest decisions I really had to make was sort of like not doing I'm sure like not doing everything at once right like not trying to execute seven different ideas at one time yes So I was like, okay, if one thing was successful, what would I want it to be? And I had decided at the time it was one-on-one coaching. So pretty quickly, honestly, once I committed to that, you know, up until then I was still like applying for jobs on the side, like freaking out and like, you know, whatever. But at that point I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get a full book. I'm going to like book my calendar, you know, full. It's going to like, and and it did in the next few months, I really, I really ended up um, getting pretty booked up pretty quickly um, which I loved, but I realized pretty quickly also that one-on-one's just not scalable. So, yes. um, and honestly, I, I know you had a, a episode on human design. I'm a projector. So oh my God, me too. I think we're like maybe the same person. We're the same person. So, you know, and for anybody who's listening, projectors, we're kind of known for not, we don't have like endless energy. Like we can't yes. work like 15 hour days. We need to work like five hour days, like max, like maybe three, yes. right? So I, I was burning out, you know, I was sort of like, just kind of losing it. So really actually the beginning of COVID was when I decided, okay, I'm going to switch to group and I'm going to start running groups. And I did mm-hmm. that and it worked great, but it was still honestly a lot of energy. So I, I slowly have transitioned into a hybrid where I, I run an online program, an online course with, um, with, monthly group coaching now. Um, okay. And it's kind of this really nice hybrid of allowing people to kind of move through the course at their own pace, but also supporting them and coaching them along the way. Um, so that's my primary program now. But that's, yeah, that's kind of been the evolution over the last uh, two years. Yeah. And I mean, it, that never really stops, right? Because we decide what it is that we want and then we move into alignment with it. And I love what you're saying about focusing on one thing, yeah. because I think that's a big mistake that so many of us make is we have all these different ideas and we want to do all of them. Uh, but when you are dividing your attention among different things, all of those things are just getting a fraction of the results mm-hmm. because they don't have the energy that they need behind them. So, um, but yeah, just like continuing to manifest what it is that we want only to realize perhaps what we would like to shift so that it feels more aligned for us. And I totally resonate with you on the like three to five hours a day worth of work mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. And, and doing things like from the projector side of things. And actually I'd love to ask you on that note, uh, because with, with being a projector, you're supposed to sort of sit back and wait for the invitation or allow for that inspired action to come through you. And what I'm really finding, because I'm only just getting into human design, is kind of a fear around actually trusting that I can take it easier and not hustle quite so much and allow for things to unfold for me. And I'll be taken care of and pay all of my bills and my team and then some and all that kind of stuff. Has there been, like, was there a transition period for you in regards to easing up a little bit on how much you worked and how you allowed, how easy you allowed your business to be? Yes. Yes. So, uh, (laughs) absolutely. So I, I, my normal for the first like decade of my career was working like 12 to 15 hour days. Like, you know, as a teacher, like that's just, there's just no way to not. Right. So I sort of learned that that's how you work. Right. So then when I moved and worked for remote year, I just sort of did the same thing. And it was a travel startup. Right. So of course we're working like a million hours, like crazy. 
So of course, what, it's the only way I know how to operate. So when I launch my business, what do I do? I work 12 to 15 hours a day. So it wasn't really until I started realizing that I'm, I'm burning out and I literally own my business. Like I have the most flexibility and the most freedom that I'm ever going to have. So it, it comes down to just like this, this idea of choice, one. And two, I think acceptance. You know, when I really learned that I was a projector and learned it, like it was okay for me to not work a million uh-huh. hours, you know, I just really, I, I, the first step for me was just to decide, deciding that that yeah. was how I wanted to work and how I wanted to operate. And that like, it was going to look weird and feel weird because most people don't operate like that because they don't need to, right? Right. And so then I literally, I remember I, 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 I like, I have track everything, right? Like I write everything down. So I remember writing down like, okay, I need to get down to eight hours a day. That was like the first step I took. Okay. Literally yeah. I was like, get down to eight hours a day. That was like hard too. Right. Yeah. So I like, I, and I calendar everything out. So I was like, okay, well, you're going to calendar everything out. And like, if it's, it's like, that is like step one. And then honestly, once I started to do that, I really just realized, I mean, a few things. First of all, is I started to make choices that were actually in alignment with less time. So going from one-on-one to group, going from group to, to self-guided, um, it just took up less time for me and it, yeah. it didn't necessarily have any negative impact on my clients, right? If anything, it was, it was better for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately, I sort of just decided, again, decided, okay, so I went from eight hours and I was like, okay, I still want less. Like, I still want to do less. So, I, you know, I remember I started practicing, okay, well, what is it, what if I just worked five hours a day? Like, what would that feel like? What would that look like? And what if I said, I, I'm only going to have one or two calls? Like, I think, I, I don't remember what I said. Maybe it was like two calls a day instead of like yes. four calls a day or whatever. Um And I just started making those decisions. And I think, it, you know, just literally just almost looking at it as like an experiment and trying it and seeing how it feels. And then once you do, and you start to make decisions that are in alignment with it and it like actually works, well, then there's like no going back, right? Because you can see that you can make more and work less right um and then you also have this this guiding like point this this it becomes part of your framework for how you operate right it's a, a guiding light for how you make decisions in terms of time um and the truth is you know that do you know the 80 20 rule yes exactly yeah. so it's like when we come down to it like 80 percent of our work right our um leads to 20 percent of our work leads to 80 percent of the results right yes so if we really you know there's these this expectation for entrepreneurs that we have to be posting on instagram every day we have to be sending out emails every day we have to be prolific at this and this and this and this and the truth is this is just that's one yeah. way to do it but the other yeah. way to do it is to decide like what are you focused on what do you actually care about happening and what are the activities that you can do that would actually lead to to that right um, yes I love so much what you're saying because I've said on this podcast before, like sometimes I don't feel inspired to post on Instagram for three weeks. And I used to have this like guilt around it or mm-hmm. these rules for myself that these were the things I had to get done in order to make money. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a whole marketing world out there that's based in having you believe that so that you'll buy their stuff. Right. Yeah. What are the things you have to do? Um, but for me, what I've found is like, I can really just go with the flow and sometimes I'm going to be really motivated to be creating a lot of content and showing up super consistently and other times are like my rest period. And that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, go away for a little while or be more low key and then explode out the next month with something big and being super active and really honoring what feels good in my business. And it sounds like you kind of have that same, like you're consistent, but you don't, you don't make like obligation out of these kinds of things. I mean, totally. And and it's something I think about a lot because, you know, I don't, I don't post on on Instagram every day either. And I don't show up every day. And I did a mastermind where that was pretty much like what I was taught and told was like, you have to show up every single day. Right. And fine. Again, like that's one way to do things. And I know there are lots of people who do things that way and they're wildly successful and that's great. That's just like never going to work for me. And not me be- not because I, I can't come up with the content or I can't, I'm not creative. And it's, I literally am just like, I'm going to burn myself out if I do yeah. that every day. Right. And so what I sort of had to really honestly, like untrain myself after learning that was like realizing that what really matters is like two things for me, right? What really, really matters is that I have an incredible program that is in alignment with my purpose that supports and serves my, my people, right? Mm-hmm. And what really matters is that I have a really easy way to get new people into my program. Right. 
Yes. And so if I, like what, you know, my, when I think about the decisions that I make for my business, like could Instagram support one or both of those things? Maybe, but do I need Instagram to have either of those things? Actually, no. And I'm kind of playing right now with building a completely automated funnel that is like not that Instagram doesn't even touch. Yeah. Well, that was actually my first ever business coach that I hired, which I put on a credit card and yep, <laughs> pulled yep, yep. She did not do anything on Instagram and she had, she had a couple of businesses, um, but her coaching business was doing up around a half a million dollars a year from an automated um, like Facebook ads funnel that led to a uh, webinar that was on replay. And then that led people to like a discovery call. And from the discovery call, they would, and it was kind of the same thing that you're describing. It was actually each week there was a group call where you could go on and ask your questions. And then her modules would like walk you through her program. And so like, it can look that way, right? Where she's like, I'm working a couple of hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've built this, it's doing the work for me. And actually I'd love to ask you, like you said, you have a consistent and easy way to get new clients into the program. What does that look like for you? Exactly what you just described. Okay. Um, and I'm building it. So I, I'm sort of at the beginning of building. I, right now, uh, this whole last year, I used launches. So I had a free, you know, free three-day boot camp that I ran. And then right. I would do discovery calls and book people in. Um, but I'm, that's exactly what I'm setting up. So I'm setting up Facebook ads that are going to go to a webinar. And I'm actually going to, not do sales. My price point, I think I can, I can do it without sales calls. So yes. I'm going to just have it be webinar straight to, to sales. Um, and then I think at some point in the next year or so, I do want to open up a more mastermind style weekly, more intense, higher price point things. I do have so many people who are, you know, starting businesses and stuff and we'll want to support them further. But, um, so maybe then I'll add a sales call element, but honestly, like my dream is to be able to have somebody find me through a Facebook ad, come to my webinar, sign up right there. Up. And then they're just in my, in my thing. So if that's the dream, like I just got to trust that I'm going to figure out how to build it, you know? Yes. Um, and I had that exactly set up earlier on in my business. And I'd actually have to go back to something like that because it did work. It's that I was out of alignment and I wasn't really launching the right program with yeah. it. And so it didn't work, not because the, not because the system doesn't work. It's brilliant, but because I had doubts around my ability to actually like offer, this was like really, really early on. Yeah. Um, but even what you're saying about coaching call or sorry, discovery calls, I'm kind of like, I'm launching a new one-on-one -on -one program soon. And I think that I'm going to do it completely without discovery calls because I've found that I'm having people book calls that aren't actually that serious, or they're not really reading the price beforehand. And then that comes up and it's an objection for them. And it's just, I've actually had people book in discovery calls because they were trying to connect with like a friend of mine who has quite a large following and just stuff like that, you know, yeah. and I'm, and for me, like, I really believe that I've got so much of my own content out there. People I'm, I'm calling in the people who know they're ready to work with me as soon as they're on the page, you know, and yeah. that doesn't mean that they couldn't ask questions or whatever, but I guess I just bring that up because it's like, you really get to choose your rules. Like you can have a one-on-one -on -one program that people apply for and that, you know, you don't need to get on a sales call and talk them into it or, or overcome all their objections. You can create a paradigm in which your people show up ready to buy from you. I mean, totally. And, and I yeah. think that's honestly, you know, I, I, I love sales marketing because I okay. like my yeah. background. Um, and honestly, the reason that I love it so much is because like there are really what we're doing is like, we're just trying to help people make, make the right decision. Right. right? And yeah. we're really just trying to help people truly understand what we have to offer. And the disconnect I think that we see a lot is that we don't have the right, we don't have people who are actually ready for what we have to offer right? or yeah. what we have to offer. Like we're actually not, and I'm not saying you, I just mean me even too, right? Like we're not explaining it in a way that's actually landing mm -hmm. with, with the people that are ready to offer it. And I think like honing that skill and that skill, like, ex like you can, it could be one-to-one, -one, right? It can be on discovery calls, but I just sort of learned this idea, you know, we, we create programs that are one-to-many, you know, and so the skill that I really want to learn is how to sell, sell one to many too. Right. So right. sort of the same idea of just really, you know, understanding and knowing your customers so well that like you actually are able to 
um, not only attract in the people who are ready, but then also explain what you have to offer in a way that really lands with them. But it's just, just a skill, you know, it's a it's skill. Just practice. And for sure, like there's a lot of value in getting on discovery calls um, and learning from people and hearing what their concerns are. And so I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't recommend that people just don't do discovery calls if that's something that would serve them and their potential clients. It's just like, they're just really, we get to choose what the rules are and what will work for us. So totally. what, just for our audience, what is the program that you have people coming through into that you're sort of, you said it's sort of like a DIY, but then there's a monthly coaching call with it. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a 90 day purpose-driven career accelerator. So it's okay. called path to purpose. Um, and it's really designed to help you, you know, go from feeling stuck, blast, frustrated with your work, um, to, to really feeling like you're in complete control. You're in the driver's seat and you're, you're creating a career that you're really just excited about. That feels like you're, it's, it's in alignment with really, um, what your with what your purpose is with, you know, what you want your life to look like. Right. And I love that you just sort of said this idea of writing your rules. Cause that's actually one of the lessons I teach is, <laughs> is how to write your own rules for your life and start to really create a career that's in alignment with that too. Um, so yeah, that's my program. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll link all this down in the comments for people, but I just love that you're willing to share just the structure of your business because there's so many different ways that it can look. Totally. Um, and we do have a lot of course creators and coaches and consultants that listen to this this podcast. And um, I'm still kind of doing a lot of like launches and stuff, but what I'm always working towards is more and more ease in my yeah. business. And um, yeah, so I just love hearing that that's, that's really working for you. And I agree. I think that it serves the people in the program as well being set up that way. And, you know, um, I think what you said was also, I want to like just validate, especially because I'm sure you have a lot of people who are at different stages in their business, that discovery calls are like wildly valuable in the beginning of your business. Absolutely. Yes. And I actually think for me, like I couldn't have done it. I couldn't imagine having done it any other way. Like starting with one-on-one, -on -one, really understanding, you know, how my program impacted people, really understanding my ideal customer, my, my ideal client. Right. And then building from there. So like, I feel like just in case anybody is listening, you know, if, if discovery calls, if you're at the point in your business where, where you're still learning and you're still really, and those are like revealing, you know, what you can actually, what your people need. Like I used to do them just to, just to learn, right. Just to totally, just to understand totally. what I'm trying to serve. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I've done so many discovery calls and I would, I definitely would recommend, yep. <laughs> um, especially when you're like building up the sort of the foundation that is your business in totally. terms of content. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so much value. I almost always recommend that people start with a one-on-one -on -one program yep. because that's how you're going to know how to coach people, what people are really, really looking for, um, what kind of courses you can be putting out there. Totally. And I think, I, I, I mean, I just, um, uh, yeah, I just agree wholeheartedly. And, and I think there's, there's just so much, there's so much you learn from just connecting with the humans yes. that you want to serve, you know? Yes, absolutely. So uh, you help people find meaning in their careers and, yeah. uh, or, or create, you know, very meaningful purpose-driven careers and bridge the spiritual and material worlds for them. How, what does that look like exactly? Yeah. Bridging spiritual and material, especially when it comes to our, our careers and perhaps even like the nine to five, um, you know, structure. <laughs> yes. So I'll explain this in a couple different ways. The first thing is, is that, you know, there's, there's just not a ton, there's not a ton of, not for that. Okay. Let me say this in a different way. <laughs> yep. Starting a business is not for everybody. Yes. It is for way more people than have started, you know, and I think we're going to continue to see way more people starting businesses. But even if you think about just the idea of a business, like there's always going to be one, maybe two people who lead and own that business. And we all need other people to support us, right? Yeah. So we're always going to have this blend of humans, humans who want to start their own thing, humans who want to be at the top of the organization, and humans who don't want that, humans who want to support or execute or create strategy or whatever it is. And so this idea, so, you know, what I'm really supporting is helping people find that purpose and meaning. I mean, if, if you, you know, you decide to launch your own business, that's great, but I'm really trying to create something that, that really primarily serves people who are in a nine to five to really feel like they don't need to quit their job and maybe they will one day again, but they don't uh -huh. need to make any type of change. Um, and they can find that meaning and purpose in their job. So 
with that act. So if we bring that, the spiritual element into that, um, when I say spiritual, really what I mean is this connection to self. Yes. Right. At, at its simplest form, that's sort of what I call spirituality is a connection yes. to self. If that also extends to believing in the universe or source or spirit or something bigger, that's great. But I, mm-hmm. for me, where it starts is with this connection to, to self and really with this like dissolution between the ego and the higher self, really starting to understand that there's not just one voice in your head, there's two voices. Yes. And one of those voices is that ego narrative self. And one of those is that intuitive higher self. And so by teaching people, you know, what, what happens is most clients who are coming to me, not all, but a lot, have never really started to connect with themselves in this way before. They've never, they don't realize there are two voices. They don't realize that they've been following, which we all do to a certain, you know, until a certain age, they've been following what their parents wanted or what society wanted or what they thought they should do and didn't realize that actually all that's bullshit. (laughs) We really get to decide what we follow, who we follow and who we really want to follow, right, is ourselves. And and the only thing that's really going to bring us deep freedom and fulfillment in our lives is actually by knowing what we want, not what everybody else wants for us. So that's when we think about, you know, I think what the way I explain sort of the spirituality part of my course is, yes, I'm totally into the woo. And yes, I'm deeply spiritual. And yes, like all these things. But I think the program is really specifically designed to make that really accessible for like the first timer. So that, you know, if you're sitting in a nine to five and you feel miserable and you, you know that you're lacking purpose and you know you're feeling like my work just feels meaningless and I want it to feel good. Well, the only way to really do that isn't, it, it's not to just get a new job, right? Even though that might feel like that's what the answer is, the only way to really do that is to understand what actually gives you meaning, right? What actually fills you up. And the only way to do that is to go inward. And so that's sort right. of how I bridge that spiritual and material world piece is helping people really build that relationship with self so that then they can go make decisions that are actually in alignment with them, with that. And, and you know. Like, yeah, get excited to wake up for work. Well, and I think that there's like, we need people, as you said, there's a blend of humans and not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. In fact, it's really not for a lot of people. And that's a beautiful thing because like, I know that in my business, I get to support people or get to have people on my team who don't want to work for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm so grateful that we both exist and that we can support one another and make each other's positions available essentially. Totally. Um, But I also really think that in the workplace and in people who have more traditional careers, there needs to be a conversation of inner fulfillment because especially like I live in Toronto and it's a very uh, corporate city. And I would say that more often than not, the people that I am meeting are not fulfilled by their job and they're just considering that to be normal. Oh, 85%. Oh, 85% of people are disengaged at work. Disengaged. That's a Gallup statistic. Like, that's crazy. That is so crazy. And I think being in the world of entrepreneurship, especially the spiritual world of entrepreneurship, we almost forget that. Mm -hmm. And so then when I have these conversations with people, and not only are they unsatisfied, but they've just accepted that that's how it's going to be. And these are often like 30, 35 year olds, you know, people my age, who are just like, well, I don't really like it that much. But you know, it's kind of too late at this point. I mean, totally. Right. And, and I think ultimately it's just because that's the, the literally the yeah. vast majority of people work is just work. Work is a paycheck. We work to live for the weekend. Right. It's like, yeah. we just don't actually really realize, um, that anything else is an option. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm just so like, I love everything you're saying about bringing that fulfillment to not just people who are building their own businesses, but people who are uh, wanting to have a, have a career working for somebody else. And it is interesting that you said a lot of people decide to start their business after doing or during, during your program. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep. <laughs> Love that. And, uh, so tell me a little bit about one of the things I've been asking people on the podcast lately is their experience of 2020 <laughs> and what that has looked like for you emotionally, but also, uh, within your business has, have you, grown? Have you specifically chosen uh, your perspective on it? Have you, has there been struggles for you? What has 2020 looked like? Yeah, I am one of the weird ones where 2020 has actually been a great year for me. (laughs) Um, In a lot of ways. I mean, I think 
I think I did, you know, I, a couple of things. Um, particularly for me, like I did a ton of healing work a few years back. Uh-huh. So I sort of, you know, I'm, I've approached this year, you know, where I, I think so many people are sort of tuning inward, maybe not for the first time, but tuning okay. in more deeply, um, doing healing work that they haven't necessarily had time to do before. You know, I sort of feel like I've been waiting with like my arms wide open. I'm like, I'm here, you know, like, I'm ready for you. Um, and, and so that, that's kind of what this year felt like. You know, I, I obviously super like hunkered down and, um, you know, spent obviously a lot more quiet time at home and slowed down a lot, especially because, you know, I'd been traveling the world for five years um, and then went to not leaving my apartment for an entire year right um but really you know for me this year was just about building my business it was you know my first year of business I mean I have I made fifteen thousand dollars in my first year of business and I'm making well over six figures this year amazing and and I think you know for lots of different reasons but but I I think um I gave my business the time and the space that it needed to bloom this year. And that's, you know, of course there were ups and downs and there were fearful moments and all the things, but I'd say like, generally speaking, I'm so grateful for the time. I'm so grateful for it to have slowed down because I don't, I don't know what it would have looked like otherwise, but it was, I think it was exactly what I needed. So, yeah. Yeah. I've had a very similar, um, experience. I mean, last year was good for me in business. Um, this year has been, very good, which was, you know, a decision because like you said, there were moments of fear. And I also think the world is waking up. (laughs) People are alone with their thoughts for the first time, often forever. We used to just be so busy. There was so much going on all the time. We didn't have time to really go inward and people really have been forced to do that this year. And a lot of them have turned to, you know, probably programs like yours. Yeah, I mean, totally. And I think people are seeking, it's becoming a lot more mainstream too, right? This whole idea of tuning inward, this whole idea of healing or spirituality or like any of the stuff. And the fact that it's mainstream is like crazy, you know? And so I think it just really, as you said, it speaks to this, this awakening, this like collective, like, oh, you know, like there's, there's more than the grind that I've been inside of for however long. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to know actually for those that are listening, because I think most of the people that listen to my podcast are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or at least sort of entrepreneurial minded and have businesses. And I know that one of the questions I get all the time is around gaining clarity, whether that's within their career, if they're still, if they still have it, like some people just have side hustles and that's what they're interested in. And they're, they still want to find that fulfillment within their work, but also finding that clarity and that purpose within their business because a lot of people start coaching or start some kind of online content-based business because they know that they want to, they have a deep pull for it, but they aren't a hundred percent sure of what their purpose is. Do you have any tips for, because I know that you're speaking mostly to people that are working jobs or looking for a different uh, a career change, but I don't know if there's something that you would give also to people that have businesses who are looking to find what that purpose is. Yes, totally. Um, and, you know, I think we do see, we see this quite often where people will start businesses and they'll think that starting the business is going to be the thing that's going to make them happy. But if they don't have clarity of purpose, then they sort of find yeah. themselves back where they started. So this, you know, the same thing, the same kind of pattern can happen. Like, I honestly think purpose is this like magic key that unlocks like everything. Um so yes, uh, there's a couple places I say, I always recommend looking. And, and in my program, I sort of have like a step-by-step process for how to find it. I've sort of made it this like really easy structured thing. Um, but to, so I'll sort of give the outline of what that process is because anybody honestly could start to think about these things and, and get that clarity yeah. this afternoon. Um, so the formula that I've really created for what purpose is, is what I call your superpower. So your unique gift, like what you are like uniquely good at paired with the impact that you want to have on the world or paired with like the biggest problem that you want to see solved. So if you sort of like put those two things together, it's like the simplest way to create an equation of like how you can use what you're, what you're really gifted at, what you're really best at, what really, you know, is like your unique gift and pair that with really like the thing that matters most in terms of how you want to see the world be better. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like, 
and then I honestly have like a bunch of questions that will sort of like help you uncover that. But even if you just sort of reflected on like, what is that thing? And how do I want to see the world to be a better place and put those two together? Like, that's a great starting place for a purpose statement. Um, yeah. And then the second thing to really look at for most of us, not all of us, but so many of us, we go through some significant transformation in our lives. Like we go through some significant hardship that we have to learn how to overcome. And quite often, that's exactly what you're meant to help other people do. Mm-hmm. So even if you just like look back on like the hardship that you overcame or the hardship that the transformation that you experienced, like your purpose is in there somewhere. <laughs> so like, look at that. Cause it's, it's like, it's probably yelling at you. Um, so those are the two, two places I would say, you know, could be really helpful, particularly for business owners who are really trying to yeah. create something that's going to be, you know, it's going to impact people and, you know, in some way or another, whether it is an online course or not. Um, it's usually has something to do with one of those things. And for people that are in a uh, more traditional workplace environment, or is it still sort of the same process or the same questions that you have people ask or answer rather? It is. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, the, it, the, a job or business, the way I see it is an expression of your purpose. It's not your purpose itself. Okay. So what that means is like, you can have a purpose and you could have a job and express it. And there's a million jobs, any job in the world, you can express your purpose through the, that vehicle, right? You, any right. purpose, like you could create a business around and have 17 different products around, right? It isn't one product or one service or one job or one thing that's going, that's the only way that you could express your purpose. Your purpose, at least the way I see it, is so much bigger than that. So for example, yes. mine is, has kind of always been unlocking other people's purpose. I started as a teacher for fifth graders. That's kind of what I did with my students. It's exactly what I did, you know, as a, as a manager at remote year, like building the sales team, helping people really unlock their purpose so they can fulfill their dreams. Um, and so when I think about that, like I've done that in so many different ways. I've done that as a teacher. I've done that as a manager and a coach. I've done that as a, as a business owner now, course creator, right? I've done it in so many different ways, but the purpose itself, that thread is the same. Just the way it's been expressed has changed over the years. And honestly, it's kind of how I see it for most people. Like the thread is always the same, but actually you do need to refresh the expression of it and, and maybe it'll get tweaked a little bit, but, but really the expression is what changes because um, we just kind of either learn to go deeper or we learn, how, you know, we get clearer on what it is or, you know, as we grow, it, it, it shifts a little bit, but really the, the job and the business is just the expression. It's a vehicle for it. Gotcha. So you can really create that fulfillment within, you know, it, it's not necessarily that you're going to find the job that, because you could be unsatisfied in any job if, if that was your mindset. Totally. Exactly. And the problem is, is that quite often, like we switch jobs thinking the new job's just going to make me happy. <laughs> yes. But actually happiness, like can't come from this external thing. Like it has to come from within. And this is sort of the like secret tool I say can make you feel happiness, make you feel fulfilled, right? That using that definition in anything that you're doing, because it's a mindset shift. It's just a reframe. Wherever you go, there you are. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I'll just get a different job or more money or a different relationship Mm. and then I'll be happy. And how come I'm not satisfied yet after I got all those things? Yeah, that was totally a big part of my story. Anyone that's been listening to this podcast knows that I really did try to chase this illusion of happiness and I manifested big things off my list and was still stuck with this internal just dissatisfaction for where I was at. So, Which is um, so normal, right? Because we, yeah. we, we sort of have to be faced with oh shit, I checked all the boxes and I'm still not happy. Yes. Before we yes. actually do that tuning inwards, right? Absolutely. Because all those boxes were other people's boxes. Yes, absolutely. So on that then, what would your tips be for those who are feeling stuck or stagnant in their current jobs? And we definitely have people listening to this that are building their, their business and what they really want is to be able to go full-time and leave their full-time job. But that's just not the pot that's not in the cards for them right now because they're not you know quite there yet in their business how could they find more satisfaction in their job as it is yeah a couple things the first is once you get clear on your purpose every single morning when you wake up how am I going to fulfill my purpose today having like this Mm -hmm. list of things and choosing something and scheduling it in your day they there's a study that was posted in Harvard Business Review that said to feel fulfilled in your work 
You only actually have to do work that's in alignment with your purpose for 20% of the time. Okay. So literally only 20% of your week has to be in alignment with your purpose to feel fulfilled. Wow. So it's like, it's like pretty manageable, right? So if you just think about like, okay, I have a full-time job. I work 40 hours a week, right? How do I think about taking 20% of my full-time job and making sure it's in alignment with my purpose, right? And then also, honestly, in my side hustle, how do I think about creating and carving out space for it? And maybe that is where your purpose is expressed. Maybe it's really hard to figure out a way to fulfill your purpose at work. So maybe your side hustle is where your purpose is expressed, so you can actually even make the connection between saying, well, my, my full-time job is actually, it's my, it's my fund, right? My full-time job yeah. funds my side hustle and really just seeing the connection. And so what you're doing is you're connecting actually the side hustle purpose to the moneymaker, right? So it actually is meaningful and purposeful because it's, it is creating the opportunity for you to continue to fulfill that purpose. I really love that reframe of you know, instead of it being your job, being this thing that you don't want to do anymore and are desperate to leave, having it be, it's a stepping stone. Totally. And I think the other thing that people forget too, is like, I always see jobs as school you get to, you get paid for. Okay. So like, so like, what can you learn? You own a business. Like you literally are operating in another person's business. Like, what do you need to, what do you want to learn that you can then apply to your business? You have like access to like so much learning in front of you when you have a job, you have access to so many smart humans, you've access to so much incredible stuff. Like what can you tap into? What can you, who can you talk to? What projects can you work on that are actually going to teach you the things that you want to learn for your own business? Right? Yes. Seeing everything as an opportunity. Totally. And then honestly, I think the final thing that I always say is like vision creates context. So if you can create the vision for what you really want it all to look like, and maybe that is being full time in your side hustle, you know, get really specific. Like actually, how much money do you need to make in your side hustle for that to be a thing? And when do you actually expect that to happen? And then from here until then, just trusting that like you're going to get there. And worrying yeah. about it is not going to help either of the things, right? So being ex- allowing yourself to just be excited about that future state and trusting that everything you're doing right now, you're meant to be doing right now. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And and I mean, the more that we find acceptance for where we are, the faster mm-hmm. we move towards what we want anyways, or is when we're seeing our current job as this big problem, we're just creating it more and more as it is. Totally. And I, exactly, right? And how... And there's just, it is this like, I don't know, there's just so much opportunity. I, I mean, you and I, it sounds like both sort of, we had to put a bunch of money on credit cards. We had to like <laughs> yeah. invest in ours, you know, it was like, it's quite stressful, right? Like to not know how big the debt hole is going to get while you're building this business, right? Mine was pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. I'm still climbing out of it, right? And my boyfriend actually is a perfect example. He's building a business right now and he has a full-time job. And you know what? I, as projectors, you and I really would have struggled with that, I think, because it just would have been too much energy. But I think for a lot of people, like that's actually an incredible way to start a business because you yep. literally have no financial stress on your business which what that means is you actually can just create things that people want and need, not what you think is going to make you enough money to be able to pay for rent. Yes. Oh, and that's exactly what I did. That's like, I did the whole spaghetti against the wall thing for quite a long time because it was in my eighth month in my business that I really, well, actually in my eighth month, things started looking up in terms of ideas and me knowing that it was about to be successful. And then in my ninth month, I launched a program that made like 20 grand yep. after like months and months and months of things not working yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and just like spiraling downward into the debt. Like there was some light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> but you know what I always say about the debt though, is like it lit this fire under my ass where there was no other option than for me to be successful because there was no way I was ever going to pay it off unless I had a really well paying career. I mean, honestly, like I think debt is also a gift in itself. Like the fact that you can have access to this thing that gives you money while you're building something is like, what a gift. Right. Um, and I think uh, if anybody is starting their business and is going into debt, is listening to this, if it feels stressful, like totally get it. But if you can try to see it as this gift of support, like it's literally a blanket of support for you, allowing you to build your business. I think it just can can ease the, ease the stress a little bit, you know? Oh my gosh, I have so much appreciation now for credit cards and for yep. the banks that wanted to give me. Especially Washington. 0% ones. Like, it's I unbelievable. Know. Like, right, it's, it's literally free money that you'll pay off later, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And the other thing I've seen too, is like this year, especially was when I like got out of that debt. And I, once I put my focus on, I did a lot of visualization around the credit cards being paid off. I did consolidation. I took action around it and it happened so quickly where I was like, I can't believe this caused me so much stress where it's like, as soon as I started making it a priority, it just, you know, manifested itself away as things do. Totally. And I think it's one of those things too, where you have to be ready for it. You know, you have to be like ready to pay it off. And so, you know, it's just worrying about it. It doesn't help. Like it's just when you're ready to pay it off, you'll pay it off. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, I really like to ask people, uh, that are on this podcast, what their sort of manifestation beliefs slash routine is or are uh, within your business. Are there specific things that you do in order to, and what role does manifestation play in terms of you being able to grow your income year after year? Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I actually wrote down when I was prepping for this call, I was like, what is my manifestation philosophy? Um, Cause I've been thinking about this. I, it absolutely plays a huge role. Okay. Um, and I think I got, I fell into this trap and I'm curious for your thoughts on this. I fell into this trap like last year, my first year of my, my business, um, where I was trying to manifest. It was like the, a lot, the action and the manifestation. It's not that they weren't aligned, but it was like, it was like, it felt like a lot of work to manifest. That's what it was. It felt like I had so many things I had to do to manifest. And I was like doing the things and visualizing all the stuff. Right. Um, and I just like, I didn't like it. And I, it's not to say that it doesn't work for people. Like I am certain it does. Right. I know it does, (laughs) but I think for me, simplifying the process to getting really clear on what I want and then just trusting that I'm going to get uh, the answers when I need them, I'm going to take the aligned action. I need to take it. And then if I just keep going, like I'm going to get there is what works yeah. for me. So in my business, I actually don't, the, the real practice that I have, first of all, limiting beliefs is a daily thing for me. So like every anytime a limiting belief comes up, I, I deal with it in the moment. Like I've done so much limiting beliefs work. And I think that ultimately is like the biggest blocker for anything that we want. So that's sort of an everyday thing. Um, or not an everyday, but like whenever it comes, yeah. like, you know, yeah. dealing with that and then really just kind of a continuous continuous reevaluation of asking myself, what do I want? And if, you know, as long as I'm clear on what I want, as long as that feels aligned, trusting that like the action I need to take is just going to continue to present itself. And as long as I take that action, like I'm just going to get there, even if it takes its sweet ass time, like I'm just going to get there. So just keep going, you know? Yeah. So I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I am not, I mean, a lot of my programs and courses teach you know, pretty specific mindset routines and stuff like that. And there are things that have played very fundamental roles for me in developing my own uh, mindset, but more specifically, like my, my confidence when I was earlier on in my business, really believing my, in my value as a coach, seeing myself having that identity. But these days it's exactly what you said, which is essentially what you're doing is just flowing your energy towards what you want. Yeah. And I think finding a way, like that's as simple as it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> For some people, that's a very specific, you know, 20 minute morning scripting practice followed by affirmations followed by, for me, being that like type A about it doesn't work because yeah. I just kind of rebel against anything that becomes like a job or yeah. adds to the to-do list. What it looks like these days for me is just, telling this, what I, what I call just telling the story of what I want. So deciding on what it is, like you've said, being clear on that. And then any opportunity I have, I'm telling people about what I'm creating, what, mm. what I want 21, 2021 to talk, uh, sorry, to look like, uh, and just flowing energy in that direction. And then, like you said, trusting that things are, are lining up and seeing how, when we focus on something and we continue to believe in it and continue to speak it into existence, everything unfolds in order to bring it to us. And that's really like what manifesting was always meant to be. Not this thing that we try and control, not something that we force into our realities in as little time as possible, but instead this really like delicious process of unfolding of the things that we are calling for. Totally. And I I think the thing that I really had to learn was trusting when you can't see all the steps. Yep. You know, and just trusting that like you can have that pie in the sky thing and trust that like you do not have to know how to get there, you know? Yeah. Do you have any, um, 
like I know people listening have probably heard me talk about this a million times. Yeah. Do, you, do you have any tips for people in terms of having that trust um, when you can't see how it could be possible? And especially with something like a dream job, like people might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, but like my purpose, like the dream job doesn't exist for what I want to do. Like you probably a few years ago could have said, well, or however many years ago it was, could have said, well, me traveling around and playing in an infinity pool while working, that doesn't exist. That's not possible. Totally. I did not think, but we also like, that's the reason I love that story, my story, that story so much is because working remotely and traveling was not a thing. This was in like 2012, 2013. Like it was not a thing there. Everybody thought I was absolutely crazy to want to work remotely and travel the world. It was just not, there were, as mainstream as it has become, it it yeah. did not exist. And so I didn't have a dream job. Like I literally was chasing. And I remember like I was chasing something. All I, all I knew at the time, I always say I had two pieces of the puzzle that were clear. I wanted to work remotely and travel. And I, that was a lifestyle piece, I call it. And I wanted work that I loved. Right. And I just kept flipping back and forth and flipping back and forth. And, you know, the story is a much longer, but, you know, there was a moment where I got hired to teach in Ecuador and I couldn't take the job. Right. But it would have let me live in Ecuador, but it wasn't remote. And actually, it wasn't aligned right. with my purpose. And I applied to business school, right? Which ultimately would have let me study abroad in business school, like crazy reason to go to business school, but actually wasn't a job, right? There were just so many different steps that I took. But just by knowing that I wanted to work remotely and travel and that I knew that I wanted work that I loved, I could just keep moving towards that direction. And every step of the way, you get clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. So, Whenever I talk about talk to people who particularly are trying to create a career that they love and they don't have a dream job, it's not necessarily about getting clear on what the dream job is. Yes. It's about building the vision for what your life looks and feel like. Right. So like I wake up and I'm here and I do this and I it's it, you know, I I get to talk to people all day about their problems or whatever it is, you know. It's yes. it's much more about like what it looks like and feels like than like what the title of the job is. And then all you have to do is just keep taking one right next step. My line that I always say, I'm sure you have like a million of your own lines. Mine is baby steps are sexy too. (laughs) (laughs) And you just keep taking a baby step. And with every single baby step, listen, every baby step is not going to be a yes. Every baby step is just going to move you into a direction that you're going to get, that's going to give you more information. That's going to be either yes, more of this or no less of this. And so if you continue to just move towards that vision, if you move towards that purpose, which ultimately are like your mind's way of wrapping your head around what your heart and your intuition already knows. Right. Then you're going to get there. There's just no other option than getting there. This is often what I say to people about their business too. If they don't have that clarity in the beginning, but they just know that they're, they really want the freedom and the fulfillment and the possibility of building a business. I always say like, you don't have to have all the answers. Like I, quit my job as a teacher and hired a coach before I had any idea of what my business was going to look like. I just had a vision of what it would allow, the kind of life it would allow me to live. And then the first thing that felt aligned for me was to write a book about manifesting weight loss, which like had nothing to do with, yeah, you know, like helping ultimately becoming like a, a business coach for people. But that was just the next right step that felt good yeah. to me. And it, and it, yeah. So the, not that that was necessarily a baby step, but the baby step was like, well, I'm going to hire this coach, even though I have no idea what we're even working on together, but I just trust that the clarity will come. And I bet even before that, you like Googled business coaches or you like thought about, you know, like what this could look like. You know, it's like these baby steps can be little things. They could be researching. They could be reading the right book that unlocks something, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Actually my uh, first business coach, cause I had a, a business that I did on the side of teaching, which was eyelash extensions. And that ultimately like led into, I launched a program for lash artists and that became big. And then I transitioned more to just coaching people who were building online businesses, but my first business coach and the person who even introduced me to the concept of being a business coach was a lash client. And I remember just thinking like, if I ever did anything, if I ever wanted to like go to the next level with my career as an entrepreneur, I would hire her. Mm-hmm. Even though, Yeah. So, so I love what you're saying there. Like the baby steps can be like, Oh, I feel intuitively called to listen to this podcast episode. Right totally. Now. Exactly. 
<laughs> and it's just like you never know what it's gonna unlock you know and just trusting because eventually if you start to notice the unlocking then you just trust you know it's like once you start to actually connect those dots and trust if you've seen a, you've seen you've seen this play before right like you do the thing it unlocks the thing you do the thing it unlocks the thing and then eventually you just learn to trust to do the thing even if you don't know why because you know it's going to unlock something yeah I, I refer to it sometimes as like puzzle pieces yeah like totally you have the image of what it want, you want it to look like, but you wouldn't get frustrated when you've only put together half the puzzle that it's not complete. You would just keep putting the puzzle pieces in place. That's so funny. In my webinar that I'm creating, I literally have a puzzle box. I say, like, <laughs> you can see the puzzle box, like, just, just start to find some of the pieces. That's exactly what I say. <laughs> so well, um, thank you so much, Emily. I just feel like, uh, I don't know, there's all these synchronicities between your business and my business and our sort of unfolding of things. And I would love for you to let um, our audience know how they can connect with you. Maybe if you've got, um, well, I guess you've got your, your signature offer that you've already told us about, but yeah, let us know. How can we how can we find you? Yes, absolutely. So I actually have a free five-day program on my website called Career Camp. So I always say it's a really easy way to just dip your toe in the water. It's a really great program in itself. Um, and it's at emilyelizamoyer.com. So you can just go to my website and get started with that. If you do, if anything's spoken to you in this uh, old recording. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow along on Instagram too, but don't expect daily posts at Emily, <laughs> Emily Eliza Moyer. Um, um, no, it's I teach good stuff out there too. But yeah, I'd say the website's probably the best place to start. <laughs> you know what? The people listening to this love to hear that you don't have to post on Instagram every single day. Like I went two months without posting a podcast episode because I was working on other things. And then you know what? I came back and yep. I've still got my audience and it's still fine. And your business can look that way. And so totally. we just have to go a little bit easier on ourselves. So. And just do it the way we want, you know, do it the way exactly. we want Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your wisdom. And uh, I'd love to have you on again. I just love this, this talk. And oh, your career camp, would that be? Um, would that be ideal for people that have businesses as well, who are maybe just looking for a little bit more of like, discovering their purpose? Yeah, it doesn't go super deep into purpose because purpose is, is really what we focus on in path to purpose, but it's especially okay. great for somebody who wants to get a little bit clearer on how to listen to their intuition, wants gotcha. to get a little bit clearer, um, you know, on, on how to really just start to get clear on what you want. So like this whole talk around like, you and I are like, yeah, we just figure out what we want. Now we move towards it. Um, yeah. That's a lot of what I talk about in career campus, sort of the basics of starting to get clear on what you want. Um, so yeah. Perfect. Yep. Okay, cool. We will link that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, just thanks so much, Emily. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lauren. This is great. I know we definitely, the universe, I think, uh, knocked us together. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Awesome. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.